Yes, yes, yes. Woo to the who. Woo-hoo? Woo-hoo. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are broadcasting live. Well, live while we're recording. (laughs) You're not listening to it live, but we're broadcast. Okay, actually, let me back up. It's not broadcasting live. We're recording live. I mean, in the we're studio alive. at the house. We are alive. We are, oh my gosh. Uh, what? Nothing. Nothing. I right, we're gonna, uh, welcome to the dysfunctional podcast with Philip and Rissa where we put the fun in dysfunctional. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm going to wait for you to do that first for ladies Aww, first. Thanks. What a um, gentleman. So, anyways, we're going to jump right into it. Um, yeah. Okay, y'all. I actually had I had a topic all planned out. And you know what? You're going to get that topic next week. This week, though, um, in light of some events that have happened, we I've changed it. I wouldn't say the last minute, but uh, we, we pivoted to a different topic. Um, like I, I think said, it's in, important though because it's relatable. It is. Well, it's important and it's something that that is not as discussed as often as we, as it uh, as it probably should be. Um, but some of the opportunities that come along with it. You know what? Never mind. I'm going to quit teasing it. Um, so this week we are going to discuss one of the more challenging topics that we all must face: uh, death. Mm. So this past Sunday, a, a friend of mine he passed away. Um, he was one of the leaders in uh, the men's ministry at our church. It was it was sudden and unexpected, and you know it it can be difficult to deal with a sudden and unexpected death sometimes. Um, but like I said, because this occurred, we went ahead and pivoted um, to to this to- this topic. You know, um, but it's comforting to know about my friend that he did. I know for sure, one hundred percent, that he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so he is in heaven, even though that doesn't make it any easier easier for us here. Mm-hmm. You know, death is inevitable. It's just a part of life. And, you know, sometimes we have to face it. At all point. It was sometime, at some point in life, we all will face it, right? Mm-hmm. And it can leave us confused, hurt, overwhelmed. Yeah. And... You know what God says about death? What? Do you know how we deal with it when it comes? How should we? You know, we're followers of Christ and we're comforted in the process or the promises of God, you know, like we can ha- find hope and comfort in his word and peace in his word and peace in knowing where our salvation is. Yes, it, it, it is there. Like I, like I said, there is somewhat of a comfort knowing that, that he, that he's not in hell and knowing that he's in heaven, he's enjoying himself. You know, one of the things that I've said about death is the fact that when you, when he wouldn't come back here right now, if he had the chance mm-hmm. because he's having, he's having a good time. Right. But you know, but like you were saying, when it comes to dealing with death and what God says about it, so first I think it's important that we acknowledge that death is a part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. It's not a mistake or a punishment. We can see this in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 2. It says, 
There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die. So this verse really shows us that, that death is a natural part of life and that it's something that we should expect to happen. You know, even though, I, you know, I, I'd said about, I mean, with my sister as well and my nephews and with, and with, uh, with, with Big John here, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it was sudden and unexpected, yet death is still, it must be expected because it's all going to mm-hmm. happen for all of us one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while it may be difficult to accept this, we can find solace in the knowledge that God has a plan for each of us and that he's with us every step of the way. He's always faithful in what he does. Yep. And he has unfailing love. Yes. And, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 33, 4 and 5, for the Lord, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The love, the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Mm. Yeah. We can trust him completely when we don't understand why things are happening. Yeah. You know, as humans, we try to make sense of the world around us and find meaning in everything that happens. So when we face death of a loved one. Yeah, no, no, we're sounding different from the mic. I apologize. No, doggo's being all weird. Hey, come here. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Um, right. As humans, you know, we often try to make sense of the world around us. Yeah. So, like, when we face death of a loved one, it can be tempting to ask, you know, why would God allow such a thing to happen? Right. You know, sometimes things happen and we just can't explain it or understand it. Uh-huh. You know, C.S. Lewis said... Oh, wait, wait, Who? C.S. Lewis, I your love, favorite I love author. That, guy. I mean, that guy's awesome. Um, C.S. Lewis said, said what? God has not promised to answer all our questions, but he has promised that he will be with us through all our trials and tribulations. Wow. Yes, I love You know, it. in these hard moments, we must remember that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yep, that's from Isaiah fifty-five. Yep, there you Eight. go. See, uh, but even though that death is a part of God's plan, it's still a painful and and difficult process, and it's a difficult experience. You know, it's something that we all we all kind of fear and dread in a way. You know, but as Christians, we don't have to fear or dread it because we have a hope that goes beyond death. This hope is found in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the Easter. resurrection of the death. Right. At Easter time, you know. And this this is really, it, it's, his death was the most important death. And what made it so important is what happened after. You know, the death of Jesus, it, it is that most important part because it gives us the hope of eternal life. He conquered death through his resurrection and because of that we know that we will also conquer death when we put our faith in him so john 11 25 and 26 it says this it says 
He said, in what I believe is the greatest theological statement that Jesus ever made, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. But that first part, really, like I said, I think that's the greatest theological statement that Jesus ever made. I am the resurrection. And so these powerful words, they really they remind us that physical death is not the end for those of us who truly believe in Christ. Because true Christians, we know that we will have... Well, true Christians, not just, I say we, true Christians will know that we have eternal life in heaven after death. So, so how should we deal? One of the questions you said at the very beginning, right, was how should we deal with death when it comes? We should look to Jesus as our example. You know, when Jesus faced death, mm-hmm. he didn't run from it or try to avoid it. Instead, he faced it, boom, head on and surrendered to God's will. It's a very powerful section i believe in luke it's it's one verse but it it, it just speaks volumes luke 22 verse 42 it said jesus prayed father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but yours be done you know this is a such a powerful example for us to follow when we face death and really anything and you know anything in life right anything at all but when we face death we should surrender to God's will and trust his plan. You know, when we face death, and, and by facing death, I don't mean when we're like fixing to die. It's when we encounter, when death eventually it becomes a part of our life because someone that we know that we care about dies. When we face those kinds of things, we have to surrender to God's will and trust his plan. Even though death is difficult, I mean, it ultimately leads to the ultimate healing of our souls. I tried to deal with my sister and nephew's death in my own way, and that led to my downward spiral into the depths of addiction, and it was, you know, crash and burn. You know, I should have trusted God and given the entire situation to Him, which I later on did, and that is when the uphill climb out of the addiction really was able to truly begin but i think like before that i think it's a control thing we always want to control yeah we always want to be in control of a situation and it may be a situation that we can't be in control of there's a lot of things we can't be in control of and that leads to furthering you know like addictions or depression or you know like things like that like darkness yes it's it's not it it will re i mean really it reinforces the negative behavior to a hole it will it will it will but you're right anyways so what about those who don't believe in christ Uh wow Uh as difficult as it may be to consider, we must remember that we have been called to share the gospel, share Jesus with others that may also find hope and assurance that we have in Christ. Right, so, yes. You know, our purpose isn't just to be like, oh, I accepted Christ and I'm going to heaven. 
It's also to share Jesus with people so they can be... We can't keep it to ourselves. They can have that eternal life as well. But when you really get on fire for Jesus, you don't want to keep it to yourself. You can't help but not keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yep. You know, if you ever read Acts, it talks about Paul and the new church. Yep. And there's a part in Acts that he's okay with his situation and he's okay ready ready to hit and face death straight on mm-hmm. and so this passage shows us that even through death is painful and difficult we can have victory over it in jesus and i think paul did the same thing in his story and if you read his um writings in the bible like he was the same way he took what Jesus taught him and applied it to his life. And there at the end, he was okay. When you know where you're going, it's easier to, it, it, it it's easier, the trip is easier. You know, when you know, I mean, just in general, right? But especially when you know where you're going after you die, then dying doesn't seem so scary. Dying mm-hmm. doesn't seem so I don't know, weird or whatever, How, whatever your feelings are about it. If it's not a positive feeling, then it, it will seem positive because it will be positive. Right. You know, but so what does all this mean for us Christians? It means that we can face death with hope and with courage. It means that we said earlier, we can conquer death through Jesus Christ's death and his resurrection It means that we can trust in the promises of God and find comfort in His presence. And it means that we must share the gospel with others so that they too may find the hope and comfort that comes from having that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, death can sometimes open a door that may not, or that may otherwise not be open so that we can share that gospel. You know, I always thought it was kind of weird when they tried, when, when someone shared the gospel, when they were officiating officiating a, a funeral, someone was, you know, doing the funeral, the minister, whatever, when they would present the gospel. Now that I'm older and I'm a real Christian, I totally understand it because it makes a ton of sense. Because what better time to just not only warn everybody about, hey, what's going to happen? Like, hey, hey, this person, it's either... They, they ran out of time and they didn't have the time to be able to make this decision so that they could go to heaven and have that eternal life. Or it's this person, they made that decision before death and they are enjoying the wonderfulness of heaven and having that eternal life. Mm-hmm. So there are doors that people may be, sometimes people may be more open to at least listening and, and they may be a lot more receptive in their heart to the gospel message because of a death and that once again also goes back to god using everything for his purpose and that's a part of his plan you know 
He'll take things that seem like that they're not. I mean, somebody dying, especially suddenly and all, it's like, oh, that's a tragedy. Well, not necessarily, because God can also, God can actually get benefit. It can get benefits. It can it can show the benefit from him in multiple ways because let's say that person, like my friend Big John, he, he's in heaven. He's in heaven, so that's a win. That's fantastic. But also, somebody else may come to Christ because of his death and them being able to hear the gospel at the funeral. Mm-hmm. So the death can, can open those doors and God will use everything for his glory. He turns things to good. Yeah. But it's a hard it's a hard thing. It is a hard thing. You know, death is a hard concept to talk about. And I know that we can be very lost if we don't know Jesus. Yes. You know, bad decisions, brokenness, loneliness, and darkness are all parts of being lost. And if you don't know Jesus, let me tell you how you can know him and how he can bring you salvation. You know, God is holy. That means he's perfect. In fact, he's so perfect, corruption cannot live with him. But we, as humans, have rebelled against God, and this has corrupted us. For example, we are selfish. We cheat, we lie, we're prideful, we're greedy. Etc., etc., right? Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. And you know, this is our big problem. If God is perfect and corruption cannot live with him and we are corrupt, then we cannot live with God. Our corruption has cut us out from God both now and when we die, which means we're going to spend eternity in hell, which the Bible says is a lake of fire. But that's not what God wants. God has a purpose for us. He loves you so much that he gave away his only son to die for you. That's Jesus. So Jesus died on the cross in place of your sin. He paid the penalty for your corruption. And then he rose again on the third day. Now, Jesus will forgive you of your corruption, reconcile you with God, And give you a life God has always intended for you. But you must admit to Jesus that you're corrupt, that you're sinful, that you've done bad things. Two, you must believe that he is the son of God and died on the cross for you. And that he rose on the third day. And then three, you must confess. So you must say these things to God. You must confess that Jesus is Lord and King of your life. And once you do that, then there's symbolism of baptism that you go and you... Walk but, into the front of the church and you... I was going to say, but, you know, this is not something that what? you keep secret. You can't be a secret agent Christian, you know, and, and there's no magic prayer that's going to save you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just telling, no. you, you, you telling, telling those things. You admit... That you've done bad things. Yeah, I mean, really, it's easy. You, A, B, C, right? Admit, believe, and confess. So that's all you got to do. You just, you tell him, you tell him, tell him what you want. That's what I did. I did that too. You know? At 11. 
there's no there's no magic prayer. I was a little older, like decades. Anyways, <laughs> there's no magic prayer though. Um, I do want to say this though that you definitely need to get involved at your church. You you you, you can't be a secret Christian. You have to make the decision public. Because if it's not public, then really, like, I mean, are you really going to stick with it? I mean, you might, but it's a lot easier to not stick with it if you don't make it public. And, you know, who would want to be in a relationship with somebody if they don't want to make it public? Exactly. So for you to be in a true relationship with Jesus Christ, that personal, intimate, up-close relationship, you have to make it public. Go talk with a pastor at your church. Um, You can email us. You can send an email to info at 413productions.us or you can go to I'm going to like somehow segue this into the shameless plugs you can go to linktree.com slash 413productions and there's a contact the very last item there is that for you know contact us you can fill out that little form there you know and we can we can follow up with you you can tell us not to but you know something whatever you need to let somebody know don't keep this to yourself tell somebody about it and then the the next steps are going to we can, we can explain it someone can explain it to you mm-hmm. either a pastor at your church us whoever but if you if you if you pray to have Jesus Christ come to your life it's a fantastic thing like more woohoo than we did at the beginning let the, let a pastor at your church know find a church and let a pastor know let us know let somebody know so that you can continue the next steps um, and that's it. I already did the shameless plug, lady. Good job. Linktree.com slash 413productions. But there's a new t-shirt on the merchandise section. It looks fantastic. It's awesome. And um, I hope you all like it. So, um, yeah, I guess that's about it. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. You have a great day. Have a great day. Bye.